Here we are, first ever audio power rankings. A little bit easier to find the time than to sit down and type those things out. But, um, and now that we've had the assistance of the great Chad and the great Slick Rick, which is very appreciated. But checking in at number one on the power rankings is the Nordiques. I must admit, um, I put them at number one, I think it was like three weeks ago when there was some chaos in the league, the Whalers had lost. And I was like, well, it's probably the only chance I'm going to have to put the Nordiques at number one um, because they were kind of one of my preseason bottom third type teams. But they have um, proved me wrong, and they've won at least three in a row, maybe four, and they just get it done. So they stay on the top spot. Um, I still am a little surprised that they're able to do this with literally just Slick Rick carrying the weight. Um, Dave P. showed up last night, I'm told. Um, surprisingly, didn't make it on the stat sheet. Um, but they keep winning, and Pengrazi's really good in net. Sounds like, by all accounts, the Seals played well, and Pengrazi was able to steal one for him. And timely goal from Slick Rick, and that's a nice little recipe. So, Nordiques holding firm at number one. We'll see if we can keep them here for another week. All right, number two on the list is the Whalers. Um, obviously, far and away, first place team in the standings. And uh, they are another team that's really impressive. Um, they have a lot of subs every week, right? And that's not easy to deal with when you got new guys in the lineup, this and that. You got to juggle things. But I guess it just doesn't fucking matter because the one guy that does show up every week is Drake. And he is the uh, straw that stirs the espresso. Taking a little term from our old buddy Gio, who's across the pond. Uh, Germany, Japan soccer right now, by the way. Um, but yeah, the Whalers just, you know, they 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 won a low scoring game. They jumped out to a 2-0 lead against the Tigers. And then uh, Skillman added one late to make it kind of 2-1. And not even that late, enough time um, it was two to one headed into the third period, but the Tigers just couldn't get the equalizer. And uh, yeah, they just Drake didn't score, but I think he had he had a primary assist on their first goal, passed it to somebody for a tap in, and then uh, he just logs the puck, makes things go, and they they have really nice 
second line as well, um, whether that's some combination of Chad and J-Flow or whoever, I think it was Turtle this week subbing, but they're just, um, they're a very deep team. You know, Weaver has proven to be, you know, the best ninth round pick in MNL this year, perhaps in MNL league history. So by having him in the ninth round, it really allows them to have a deep lineup. Uh, Leaping Larravee has been another nice little pick that they got in the fifth round. He's got some nice hands for a sixth rounder and uh, they're just a well-rounded team. And Ryan Z, you know, the guy just doesn't get the credit that he deserves in MNL, um, but he's just rock solid. He's won a keg. He's been to keg finals. Um, doesn't uh, have the sexy new age butterfly and uh, tea shuffle and that type of stuff, but uh, maybe doesn't do the reverse VH as well as uh, some of the other goalies in the league, but the guy just stops the puck and the Whalers are odds on favorite to win the keg and they check in at number two. Checking in at number three, we have the Vaunted Maroons. Um, obviously, they got off to a slower start than many people anticipated after their electric preseason. Um, they, I was never concerned that they would rise through the standings, and they have proven me right in that regard. Um, they're a real nice team. Um, Sugar, when Ben has come back, and Ben and Sugar are a proven commodity with some nice chemistry over the years so they defeated the lowly north stars one nothing a hard-fought game for most of the night uh, back back and forth uh, claws played well uh, johnny g sub goalie for the north stars played very well um, obviously the game kind of took a turn with the five minute major from uh, the golden brett um they had a five-minute power play to begin the third period. Sugar and Ben did not exit the ice. Uh, after starting the third period, did not exit the ice until nine minutes and 45 seconds on the clock, which prompted GM Troy to say, get the fuck off the ice, change, change. Actually, I didn't swear. I said, I said change, because there was a stoppage at 9.45, and Ben and Sugar kind of look at each other. It's like, you think we should come off? And I'm like, it's been fucking six minutes. Should we? Nah, should we? And I'm like, get the fuck off the ice. And uh, so they came over and exchanged some words. And then Piercy came over. And I've already shared this voice text in the ivory tower. Piercy came over. Hey, Troy. Hey, Troy. I hope you enjoy that Brett suspension, man. And I was like, okay, Piercy. Um, so that was pretty cute. But... Uh, it was a fun little exchange, get the uh, dander up. And uh, then, you know, the Ben Dickey Dunn, who we all love, obviously his facts are always way off because that power play started the third period. And then with two minutes left, uh, two and a half, three minutes left, Hale found himself parked in front of the net in his office. Ben threw it out in front, went off of a couple skate sticks, and then Hale roofed it bar down crossbar um i suspect that the puck was tipped but maybe hale's hands are just that good but it was the game winner place went nuts happy for hale one nothing maroons and they are working their way up the standings and they will be a factor i'm still not convinced that they got enough on that that second line um 
usually they roll with like some type of Crusoe hard cop woodsy pairing. So they got enough. They're, they're, none of those guys are bad skaters. So it might be enough. Probably is. You know, if Sugar and Ben just kind of do their thing. And that second line is definitely good enough to play even hockey. And if they score some goals, it's kind of like a bonus. Um, and then they got a strong back end with Judge and Shep. So all the pieces are there. You know, um, you shall see. Maroons, number three. All right, checking in at number four, we have the Americans on a bye week. Um, I think we had Crunk subbing, Turtle Tim subbing, and then Johnny G sub for the North Stars. Um, talked about this team quite a bit, uh, their formula, and having Johnny G in net for us um, was a treat. So he's just really solid back there. Um, you have to earn every goal against him. So, And then you got cherry-picking Proctor, you know, doing his thing. So the Americans are, you know, they're an ugly team to watch. They don't really move the puck, as I've talked about. Um, But they got Ruble coast-to-coast if he doesn't turn it over. And then they got throw the puck into the neutral zone for Proctor, and he can either have a breakaway or shoot from a short angle and beat goalies with the same weird short angle shot for 57 years in a row no matter how much you warn the sub goalie that it's coming, but that's the Americans at number four. Definitely in the mix. They could. I wouldn't want to play them in a one-game series. I wouldn't want to play them in a three-game series. So they're contenders. They might just pull it off, um, but number four for this week. Number five, we have the Tigers, right? So, yeah, just kind of another up-and-down team. They lost 2-1 to one to the Whalers. I don't remember them having a whole bunch of great chances. Um, the flow of the game was, you know, it was pretty even. It's not like they got dominated. But I'm sitting here, and I don't remember, you know, just a ton of marquee chances for the Tigers. So they made that trade. Um, that gave them a pretty impressive top four of Fem Trent, Pete, and Skillman. And then, obviously, a little bit... Um, they don't have great depth at the bottom because of that trade, but um, they're doing fine on the, like, the. I, I expected these guys to play kind of a run-and-gun high-scoring game. Hasn't really panned out that way, but conversely, that their, their defense is held up nicely. Um, Keith Kayla's had a nice year, but they just seem to be a little bit off. Like, I don't know if the, the lines aren't meshing. You know, I know they, they've played Pete and Trent and Skillman and Femme. It feels like Skillman and Femme have played together for decades in MNL, and uh, they're just okay. You know, they're certainly middle of the pack, certainly a hard team to play, but I just haven't seen that high-flying offense. Like, Femme hasn't had that many opportunities, and you'd think on the Olympic ice that there'd be so much space that you just see them streaking down the ice. Haven't seen that as much. Um, you know, Trent still has his giant wingspan, and he's had a nice year. They've had a nice year, but just, I would say, below expectations. Uh, and then they just are checking in at number five this week. Um, Brant Miller has been a nice surprise for them. Um, he's, I shouldn't say a surprise, just a nice newcomer. Everyone knew he was going to be good. So they're a good team, certainly a contender, um, but something's just a little bit off. Maybe maybe Skilly Willie needs to tweak the lines a little bit and give him a self chance of the self to play with Trent. They could be the twin towers taking penalties together and let Pete and Femme go. I don't know. 
but uh, something's just a slightly off with the Tigers with a, a little tweak is needed, maybe a little trade. I know the Seals and North Stars are desperate for some action, so we'll see what happens. Number six, we have the Seals. Um, I didn't get to watch any of this game, so it's hard to, and it's a 1-0 game, so tough to ramble on too long about the Seals. Um, but they're number six because they showed some life uh, against the number one ranked Deke squad. By all accounts, they outplayed them. Um, and Riley must have played well, only gave up one. But in the end, they're still in last place. They still struggle. The Seals, similar to the North Stars, um, they struggle to score. And, and actually a lot of teams this year, but I think the Seals even more so. They just uh, they don't have that sniper. There's been talks that they're trying to acquire Peso from the North Stars to get themselves that score. Um, maybe something can be done there. Um, we shall see. But they just, you know, I'm sure Shawnee's back and forward. He's grinding his dick off doing what he does. Um, but he kind of, it's tough for him to be that alpha Batman without a good Robin, you know, so the year that they won, I think sir, it was Shawnee uh, uh, I don't know Shawnee, Shirty, Shawnee Rattler, Serta, Woodsy you know, in a lot more depth um, but they're just, they just struggle to put the puck in the net, and I know the feeling, and it makes it hard um, puts a lot of pressure on the defense and the goalie, you know, you give up a one goal early, and you're like, oh god, it's gonna be a struggle, so Seals check in at number six. Um, they are four points out of the final playoff spot. They do have a game in hand on the North Stars. So they have a big game next week, I believe, against the Americans. And then after that, it's the showdown for last place with the North Stars who are on a bye this week. So things could get really tight at the bottom or they could stretch out here in the next two weeks. So it'll determine what type of playoff race we have and perhaps what happens at the trade deadline. But number six, the Seals. Number seven, uh, the Kings of the North. Another another week, another loss. Can't score goals. I haven't looked, but I think over the last four to five weeks, we have scored a combined, like, four goals. So maybe last week we got two and a loss. I can't remember. I think maybe we did get a few last week. But um, we're just, uh, just struggling. Can't put it all together. Uh, the return of the Golden Brett. Last week provided a little boost with scoring, seemed to have a little jump. Um, not a lot of jump this week. Um, you know, I haven't seen him play a lot. We were kind of anticipating that he would be kind of in this, not like, I don't want to say Matt Taylor level, but kind of scoop up the puck and and go for it. He was still learning the league. Um, it's difficult when you snap out outlet passes and you don't know if the player receiving it is good, bad, middle, different, um, and you don't know which defenseman. You can go around what you want. Boom, boom, boom. Um, he was able to get around one defenseman at the end of the game. I believe it was Dougie, and then found himself on top of Cam and just trucked him for the collision of the night. Um, Sports Center top play candidate, which resulted in, you know, a five-minute major and a game misconduct. There's been uh, which, because it happened in the third period, led to a suspension. There's some grousing from experienced refs in the North Stars locker room that, locker room that may be a 2 and a 10. 
could have been called, but we're erring on the side of caution and safety in M&L, so that's fine. But that five-minute major, um, able to kill off the penalty, but, you know, playing without your number one pick the rest of the game just lacked the juice, and then Hale banged one in. But big picture for the North Stars, they just don't have consistent scoring. Um, Peso... Serta combo hasn't been that good. The lump of coal, Bauer, Pellet haven't been able to recreate that magic without Chad. Um, defense plays okay one week, not the other. And then we have a rotating turnstile and net. Um, it was nice to play with a real goalie um, last week. Gave us a chance. And if Hedis can recover, maybe there's something that can happen there. But for now, dead last for the North Stars. The GM is not in panic mode, but he is in very concerned mode. And that's it. North Stars are on a bye next week. Seals the week after. Here we go.